Okay, so, Andy, tell us a wee bit about yourself. Uh, well, I'm a professional mixed martial artist. Um, I'm the current WWFC World Flyweight Champion, the uh, current Bama Flyweight World Champion. Um, yeah, and that's, that's basically my full-time job now. Fantastic, fantastic. Vivian, tell us a bit about yourself. Oh. <laughs> um, we'll be here for the day now. I am a behavioural change management expert. Um, I own Hydro East Northern Ireland's only flotation centre. I um, have just finished studying havening, which is a, a new approach. Well, it's not a new approach, but the psychosensory approach to, um, to trauma recovery. Uh, so lots of different things. I'm a trainer for the trust. Um, just loads of things. Loads of things good. Very good. Right, so we're really here chatting about uh, mental health in sport and specifically obviously MMA with Andy here. Um, so let's have a wee chat about that then. Okay. How do you find, Andy, um, the whole side of mental health and what you do? Well, I think individual sports um, are very susceptible to it because there's a lot of pressure on yourself. It's not a team sport, you can't spread the blame. If you say, you know, fail or you, you know, you lose out on uh, your competition, it's, it's going to be yourself you're going to blame, first and foremost. Of course. Um, the other aspect is that it's a very high and low. You know, the contrast is very hard because you're, you're top of the world after a win. You know, you, you win by knockout or some big, huge win. Uh, you feel amazing, like you're, you're, you're walking on air. Uh, the next fight you might have could be a month or two later. And you can lose by knockout, yeah. And th- that yeah. is gets you down really, really low. So you went from super high to super low, and that crash I think can cause a lot of a lot of problems. And I know that depression is a big thing in a lot of fighters because of that. Would 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 mental health be something that a lot of fighters work on? You know, well, a lot of <clears throat> the thing, the issue again is because of the sport, because it's a tough man sport. If you know what I mean, people don't want to talk about mm-hmm. weaknesses yeah. or especially in aspects of mental health, even, you know, training their mind, it's only starting to become more acceptable to people uh-huh. to talk about it. Like, I've always been into it and stuff now, but, like, a lot of other people you can see starting to incorporate that into their training regime, but mm-hmm. it's just something that it's just been... People haven't really uh, talked about it too much, but, yeah, it's a tough man support, so people don't really want to admit that they're, they're struggling with things and say that they want to go, they're going into a fight with doubts and fears about their abilities, but it's really, really important to talk about it to, to figure out, you know how to deal with these things and, you know, yeah. to come back. Like. Yeah, you can't really show the whole weakness. You have to no. be showing the confidence, really, the whole time. Yeah, 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 pretty much, yeah. But then I think in terms of, you know, it shows a real strength to show, to not, maybe not to show your weaknesses, but certainly to identify them and work on them. And you know, that itself shows real strength because it inspires other people, it inspires. And if you're always working towards being the best version of you, then... Yeah. Well, it's about learning. Yeah, that, 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 that's the whole martial arts philosophy is letting go of ego and just ah. self-development and improvement. But a lot of fighters don't really are still not able to get that point where they can completely let go of that and let go of their ego and, and just focus on improvement. And, you know, like I said, it's, it's an artistry. Like, it's all about self-expression. Um, and that's the level you want to kind of get to. And that's where I'm feeling I'm, I'm, I'm getting to now, which is great. Um, but yeah, it's, it's basically just opening up and allowing yourself just to improve and focus on doing whatever you can to be your best. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting, be your best. So that's the best version of you based on your knowledge of you as opposed to your, um, you know, putting yourself up to be in comparison to anybody because there's nobody compares to you. And yeah. if you're always, you know, if you're always striving to be the best version of you, it doesn't matter about other people. 
So it, it, it's, it doesn't matter that that last person or that person that you're coming up against is a world champion, is a has been undefeated, has been this and that. So what? That's that's their yeah, internal. Exactly. You know it's, what I mean? It's, it's like someone that's got you know an undefeated record. It's like ten wins, no losses. Uh, and people are comparing themselves, being like, "Oh, this guy's like amazing," you know. But yeah. someone's maybe been through a few more losses, and other people looking at them would be like, "Oh, this guy's not going to be as good." But a person's overcame those losses. He's went through yes. more of a journey, more adversity. He's came back. So you know, it's, it's how you look at it that way. You know. And there's, I suppose, for that person, there's also the understanding that this can go, this can go either way, depending on how I internally present this situation to myself. Yep. But the other person who's never had a loss, they never had a defeat, doesn't have the the advantage of that yeah. that viewpoint. <clears throat> Especially in, in the sport of MMA, you know, everyone's going to lose. If you haven't lost, you're probably not fighting the right people. Um, there's very little margin for error, you know. Um, very, very easy to, to get caught in a submission or a choke or, you know, just for something to happen. Um, you win the whole fight and then, like I said, you, when we slip, the guy gets in a choke and fights over. So again, it's a whole coming back to dealing with that and being able to brush off um, losing. Maybe and it's people always talk about the fear of fighting and nerves and stuff, and asking, you know, are you nervous going to this fight? And it's not you're not scared for your health or safety or anything like that. That's that's fine. Like you know, um, you're ready for that. It's the fear of like losing and embarrassment and you know getting beat in front of your family, your friends, or like whoever's there supporting you, um, and having to go back and say to people. No, I lost, I got beaten, blah, blah, blah. They don't care if, you know, oh, you're winning and then you, you lost the last 10 seconds. It's just, yeah, you know, the end result, did you win or lose? You know? And, it, and it's funny because, like, I remember doing work with you. Like, I only, like, the, the most I know of you is through coming into hydries and floating and doing the one-to-one work. And, you know, your, your whole persona is of this calm, focused, really in touch with who you are, person, and the... Um, Almost like the version of you that I see is the version that's really connected, really. But then watching you going into the ring that last time, I was like, oh my God, look at, like, you were a warrior. You were totally, like, you could see it was a fearless kind of, it was like, ah, this is the Andy that we've been nurturing. This is this is what we've been doing work on. Yeah, it's And almost, even your whole face and everything. Yeah, it's totally like almost changed. like an alter ego to an extent. Like, you just have to have your game face, you uh, know, for competition and, and be in that zone, like, you know. We were sort of chatting there earlier on, obviously, about the whole weight cut thing. Yeah. Side of, you know, obviously, that's a that's a big thing, sort of, the, the night before. Um, how do you find that that sort of affects you mentally? Well, um, I always realise the power of the mindset um, in terms of weight cutting. Mm-hmm. And people always view it, you know, super negative and all the rest of it. But it's going to have to, like, I have to cut the weight. It's going to happen either way. Yeah. So... I chose to like view it more as something positive, like it's a detox, you know, it's just clearing up the body because you really can't have anything bad in your diet at all. Um, and the week of the fight, actually, when I'm cutting the weight, I generally feel quite good because I'm just getting pure, you know, loads of veg, loads of real, I mean, I'm eating clean anyway, but it has to be so, so strict. There's not one ounce of bad food to go in me. Um, and I'm drinking loads of water and... Um, I feel great, you know, but it's obviously just the night before when you start to cut out the water, you cut out the food, and your body starts to feel like it's dying. Um, <laughs> that's the rough bit, but up to that point, it's fine. But um, I'll even do the likes of salt baths. Um, that's a good way of, of cutting the weight down, lose a couple of kilos and that. Yeah. But even the bath, people are like, oh, you know, this is, this is tough going. I'm like, no, I'll 
put on some chill out music and just pretend. Of course. I'm just having a wee bath there, just relaxing, keep my mindset, you know, just talk myself through it. And um, it makes me forget what I'm actually doing, you know what I mean? So. But you know, even doing that, Andy, in a way, is training because when you get in the octagon, you're doing exactly the same thing. You're getting a mindset, you're yeah. putting on, regardless of the fact that that other person might have a bigger following than you, regardless of that person might have more wins behind them than you, it doesn't matter, it's about your mindset, it's about where you choose to place yourself internally, yeah. you know, and allowing yourself to um, to really link into the learnings that you have about yourself, about the sport, about your training, about, you know, all these things as opposed to linking into what's standing in front of you, what's around about you, you know, really yeah, keeping you, that you've connection. You've always got a choice, you know, you can always choose how to react to everything and, uh, you know, I, I, I'm at the point now where I'm expecting, you know, things will probably go wrong in the weight cut or leading up to it, I mean, last few fights say there's been injuries or sicknesses or something happening, but it's preparing for that and, you know, being ready if it does happen. And am I right in thinking, Andy, that when you, if you don't make the weight by like whatever yeah. the fight goes ahead but it almost goes ahead where you've been disqualified before you well, even start well you'll get deductions like your your fight purse you could lose up to 50% of that your opponent might yeah your opponent just might just not uh, fight you you know the fight could be totally uh, off and you've lost your money as well so you've went through all so of you, that and the, the, the problem is people miss it but there's always ju they just miss it yeah. they miss it by like 0 0.2 0 0.3 kilos or something you know, that's like, she having a beard off. That's like essentially <laughs> the, the weight they're missing it by. And they've went through all that, you know, torture almost to get down that weight. And uh, they've missed it just by a little, like, margin. And then they've lost all their money. You know, they're not be able to fight. Uh, so it's, again, dealing with that, you know, mentally. But as well, see, see the way you obviously have to be a certain weight the night before for uh -huh. the for the weigh-in. Yeah. And once the fight actually rolls around... You're not at that weight. No, no, <laughs> I'm right you're, back up again. You're right back up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a weird process. I mean, that, that's the fun bit after that way. Like, <laughs> um, but actually, in terms of that, it's very, you have to be very smart about, again, that control. Uh, after you weigh in, you know, you're obviously like, you got the green light, I can eat and drink what I want, but you can't. You actually have to build it up slow. Yeah. This is where a lot of the education comes into it and, like, again, more self-control. Your body can only absorb, like, a litre of water an hour. So mm -hmm. if you down two liters of water, it's just sitting there. You know what I mean? You can only get a liter in you per hour. So um, you got that issue. Uh, the other aspect is that you've flushed out all your electrolytes. You've sweated all the salts out of your body. If you down a liter of water, you'll flush even more out. So it can actually do more harm than good. That's why you want to get you know sports drinks into you, things like that, uh, coconut water, um, diorolite, things like this. So. It's being educated on how you're doing it, but again, it's a self-control. You can't just throw this water into you. You have to sip away every 15 minutes to get 300 milliliters of water in you. And it's so hard when you you know you could technically, you're okay to drink something, but you're you're stuck to unlimited to only a certain amount. Yeah. So you have to really keep um, keep yourself in check that way. We're very, very difficult. Um, but it's just one of those things that some fighters mess up. Uh, they go through the whole process, they cut their weight, they rehydrate um, and replenish their body the wrong way, and then they go in and underperform in their fight. That's amazing. I suppose I should mention we're in Botanic Yards in Belfast, and we've just come into the, the lovely greenhouse. It's lovely. Yeah. And do you know, it's actually got me thinking that, you know, in terms of mental health and sport, like plants, it's very transformational. Do you know, it's like you suck things up, you suck, and then you bring it back out, and then that makes you grow and develop and suck things in. And you know, mm -hmm. so you, you, you're always kind of taking things in. 
and allowing them to develop you as a person and then putting them back out there. So things you'll learn about yourself, I'm sure you then use when you're in the octagon. You know, yeah. like, yeah. right, I maybe rush into things a bit too much, right, I need to step back a bit. And, you know, all these things that on an unconscious level will be going over. Yeah, it's all about um, kind of in your unconscious and like your preparation and stuff and not thinking but just feeling it out when you're in there. Um, but a lot of it's just, it is unconscious, like, it's just gotta, you gotta trust yourself, that's the main thing, so, again, it's another element of the game, is just having the trust and faith in your abilities, and going in and just letting it, letting it go when you're in there, um, but like I said, doubts, self-doubts are natural, and every fighter will go through it, um, but it's recognising that this is a natural process, and just, you know, dealing with it, and, and just going in and trusting yourself. Yeah, you know? and one of the things, like, this is going to sound like the most simple question, but do you enjoy it? <laughs> I, yeah, I love it. I <laughs> love it. It's, um, the, the thing is, though, because I'm going through these fights and, you know, the likes of walking out in front of 6,000 people in my hometown fighting for a world title, like, that it's hard. Amazing. That amazing. Yeah, what's it's, that it's, like when you well, go... Well, the thing is, like, I wish you could say it's like, oh, just absolutely crazy adrenaline, blah, 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 but I have to be so focused on yes. what I'm doing. I'm blocking out pretty much everything, so right. it's almost like I don't... When I walked out, like... Everything was shut off. It was just me towards the cage, and like it was quiet. It was it was a strange thing. I keep my mind so focused. So afterwards, I can kind of remember it from a different perspective, and just mm -hmm. yeah, take it all in and enjoy it. But at the moment, like when I was walking out, it was just very very quiet in my mind. Because um, it was, it was. I mean, the the whole place was in an uproar. I mean, yeah, it was, it was, like, it was the pretty <laughs> But do, would you do that? Would you go back? Because I know when I do work with people and then you know, I, like I come out of the room and the person goes away, I then go back into the room and I sit and think of things from their perspective. Think, could there, is there something I could have done differently there? Mm -hmm. is there did I give that person 100%? Was there something that they said that I never picked up on? And so I would go back into the room and almost like rehearse the whole thing back in my head. Do you yeah. do that after a fight? Do you go and sort of take the learnings and... Yeah, but it's, 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 yeah, it's important to do it a couple of days after. Like, I mean, I was talking to my, um, my friend, one of my, my coaches and stuff, Norwick. Uh, after a previous fight, he was there cornering me for it, actually. And uh, straight after the fight, I was frustrated because in the last round, I had my opponent in a choke. And I never finished it. I couldn't get the choke in. And after I came straight out, I, I got the win. I won the fight. But I went back to the locker room and was like, why didn't I get that? And I started getting really frustrated and annoyed. Um, and asking, like, well, you know basically beat myself up being like I should have had that but he said um, no don't associate any negativity with your win mm -hmm. you need to keep it positive and you know assess technicalities of it um, at a later date so it's just all about that as well and just keeping you know the mindset in the right frame of mind you know after the fight mm -hmm. you know? self-reflection basically yeah ah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah um, but yeah no like I was I was coming back to the uh, the fight itself and the, you know the the buzz from it, it's um, it's almost making me numb to other things. It's hard to replicate that level of, you know, energy. So it's, it's almost like anything else less than that is not going to be as difficult. Like skydiving and all that type of stuff. Uh, like that's, yeah, it's a good buzz, but like it's just not, it's... <laughs> <laughs> other wee things are just not the same, if you know what I mean. Like it's, it's pretty, it's good in a way. But uh, it's just, you're looking for a big, more and more edge, like an adrenaline junkie, like a more and more of an edge each time. Like, so. And it's funny you mentioning the word um, junkie because earlier on, you know, like, we're all a junkie to something. Do you know, we're all like, and, and I mean, junkie, it's a, it's a horrible word, but it, we do, um, 
Do you know, whether it, whatever it is that we choose, we spoke earlier, we had a conversation earlier, and we were saying about being obsessive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, somebody who's using alcohol becomes obsessive about it. Somebody who's um, living with anxiety becomes obsessive about it. Somebody who's a world champion in MMA is obsessive about it. Yeah. Somebody who has, like, for me, um, do you know, the weekend there I was chatting with my husband, and that's what he was saying, you know, Hydries is my obsession. And I was thinking, you know, we're all obsessed. To, yeah, you have do you know what I mean? We all be, have that yeah. sort of mental... Yeah, um, but people need outlets for things, and, it. like, it's either you're going to get it from alcohol, drugs, or, you know, some sort of physical activity or something, or socialising. Yeah. You're human beings, like, you need to have something That's to it. be doing, like, you know. That's it. And it's funny how we demonise things more than others, depending on the impact they have on our lives. Mm, yeah. So, you know, so if somebody's a workaholic and they miss out on their kids growing up and they miss out on, um, you know, going on holidays with the family and miss out on family events and all these sort of things, it impacts their life in that way. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like as we've just said there about you cutting the weight and, you know, you're taking yourself to the borderline of, you know, like where your body's ready to give up yeah. in a certain, certain sense. So, But it's not associated with any kind of negativity, if you know what I mean, because everybody sees, well, it's Andy, he's a world fighter and he's this. And yeah. Like, I don't think people actually realise what you go through to get what you've got, and do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's the thing, there's a lot of choices, and, you know, I'll not use the word sacrifice, but you have to choose to, like, give up on certain things, mm-hmm. and, you know, um, like I said, giving up something good for something better, um, but it's it's very, very tough sometimes, and, you know, overcoming... Um, I like that, giving up something good for something yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's the way you have to view it in your mind, but aye. a lot of people take it personally if you can't meet up with them or do this or do that, but you, you always wonder, like, am I being, you know, really selfish here and all the rest of it, but... Like, uh, I think it was in you before, um, but in terms of uh, the way I see it now, you have to look after yourself and get yourself happy and do what you want to do because that's the best. In that state of mind, you're able to help other people. Um, I would kind of, I would use the kind of analogy of, like, on a plane. If a plane's going down, um, the oxygen mask comes down, you have to put yours on first before you fit someone else's. So you have to be able to look after yourself first before you're in a position to help someone else. If you're down, depressed, and you know, very, very unhappy, you're not going to be in a position to help anyone else. Yes. You have to get yourself happy first, then you can do it. You know? Yeah, that's it. You were mentioning actually earlier, we were chatting earlier on about the whole weight cut thing and about different sports. Yeah. Um, you know, we obviously didn't realise there were certain yeah. sports that, yeah. that actually do weight cuts as well. Well, that's it. Everyone always thinks it's combat sports, boxing, wrestling, MMA. Um, but, yeah, like I was saying earlier, you've got, you know, rowers. Uh, rowers got to cut weight, jockeys, um, and a lot of people forget about that. Um, and the likes, like we're saying, like jockeys, they come off a horse and stuff. Um. You know, it's dangerous enough, but if they've had to go through a weight cut, um, you know, their brain's dehydrated, it's very, very easy yeah, to get some serious, oh yeah. Right and they have to be well. super sharp for that sport, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, rowers, the exhaustion maybe they have to go through, mm-hmm. um, it's very, very tough in the body. So, there's just, like you said, it was just highlighted with combat sports, but. There's other sports out there as well that have to go through that, that process. And it's keeping it's keeping that mental agility to keep focused on what it is you're doing. I was at a recovery event um, last weekend and Oshin McConville was there. Conville, yeah. Conville. Um, and he was talking about, he had a huge gambling addiction. And he was talking about, you know, going out onto the field and just before that, they had, he had borrowed money off these unscrupulous guys and... Um, he was told just sort of before he went out that 
you know, we're watching you kind of thing. And he had to go out and play this game, and it was a, it was a World Cup, you know, and he was, or, or it was some big um, sporting event. Island. Aye, Island. And, uh, and he had to go out there, and he was saying, you know, fight or flight was there the whole time, and he was, while he was doing what he was good at, he was, you know, and that's the difference, I suppose, between confidence and competence. He had no confidence in going out there because he like he was aware that anything could happen. He was on the back foot watching out for it. But but due to his competency in the sport, he was able to get through it and I think they won and there was a whole but he was saying, you know, chatting with his teammates going back to that that was a blank for him. And he because his mind wasn't in it at all. His mind just wasn't there. Yeah, it takes a lot of focus and stuff like that, and your mind has to go in a real special place to kind of uh, be in the zone for, for anything like that, you know? And that, I suppose, comes down to being free from distraction and free from... and having that training that you can take yourself to there any time, you know, because an internal state's an internal state, and you give yourself five minutes, you should be able to access it if you've sort of perfected the art of doing it in the first place, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, and that's the, the whole thing is, you know, come back to this whole aspect of, you know, a mentality in sport. Um, because people are, are only coming around the idea that they have to train their mind. And it's, it's crazy to me to, to think that people aren't accepting that they have to do that. You know, if they're in a sport, um, especially MMA, you know, obviously it, people just see the physicality of it. But if their mind's not in the right place, like, they're not going to go very far. And, again, that's where the dangers come in you will most likely get a loss in your record at some point, and then how are you going to deal with that? It's going to take a lot out of you. Um, and yeah, I mean, the losses can rack up very quickly, and it can put you in a really bad way, especially because it's so detrimental to the ego, and as a fighter, because you're, like I said, that kind of tough um, exterior and the kind of tough persona. How do you deal with saying to people, I've, I've been beaten this many times, and they assume you're just not very good. Yeah, <laughs> all know? comes down to the numbers. The yeah, I said, people just see, just see a record, but Again, MMA is different than boxing and other sports. Like the losses can come very, very, very quick, very easy, and the best guys in the planet have, have racked up a number of losses. But again, that's why it's it's a high risk, high reward. If you're able to take these losses and come back, you know that that's where you're tested. Um, there's a case of uh, Ronda Rousey. Uh, she's I got definitely one of my I, I would say one of my inspirations for the sport. Um, to start off, I got her book and stuff. She was it's fantastic, very good story. Uh, she was a judo Olympian, moved into MMA and was, you know, a massive success. Was beating everyone in like under a minute. Uh, became a champion. Everyone was like, no one's going to be able to touch this girl. And then she gets knocked out. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, it was obviously so detrimental to her mentality. And she just wasn't the same. She said she had, a t you know, she was on TV and she was chatting about it. And she said how much she was actually contemplating even suicide. Because her whole mentality was, is this who I am, the best in the world and the best fighter? And lose just didn't you know resonate with her. She's like, how, what? Like, just couldn't you know mm. deal with it. Um, and after I think it was maybe a year or longer, she uh, she came back. But she said, you know, fans are saying, dear, don't give up and come back. And she's like, I'm come back for you, fans, all the rest of it. And I, I even I can just tell by the way she was talking. I was like, she's not still in the right mindset here. And she went in and had her next fight and got knocked out again. That's right. And I've heard and nothing from her. That's it. And the thing is, if you're always doing something for, if you're always, if you're always doing what you do, to please other people or to, you know, to be seen as 
something in other people's eyes. Mm -hmm. You're never ever going to get it right because you never ever know what people, what exactly it is that people want from you. You only know what you can get from yourself. Yeah. Pressure will always be there. Uh, yeah, exactly. the pressure. The thing was, I I always admired how ultra competitive she was, and reading her book was very very motivating because of how much she was like, I'm I'm not training to be the best in the world. I'm training to be the best in the world on my worst day. Mm -hmm. So she had just this amazing mindset, and it was, it was, you know, I was very, um, very taken back by it, and it was very good inspiration for me. But then to see her lose like that, and then, you know, dealing with the loss was a very tough honor and to come back. And a lot of people don't understand that, you know. Um, and again, from everyone saying you're the best ever, to oh, you got, you got knocked out twice in a row there, you're not very mm -hmm. good, you know. <laughs> how do, it's just it's just such a rough sport, so. Uh, the highs and lows there, you know. And again, going back to the competence and confidence, she's still competent. She's still the yeah. fighter she was. She still has all the skills, the technique, the everything that she, but the confidence isn't there anymore. All in the head. You know, it's all it's it's all gone. Yeah. Um and then kinda in contrast with that was Conor McGregor. He you know, he lost Best his fight. Yeah, that's it. You know, he, but he, he lost that fight against Nate Diaz and then everyone was like, What? You know, he was just built up as this guy, mm -hmm. you know, he's gonna beat everyone and he, you know, he took that loss, but he, he took it and he said, look, yeah, I lost. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll try and make adjustments, of, come back. One of his greatest one-liners was, yeah, well, maybe didn't win, win the fight, but as long as the outcome's income, then I'm a winner. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Really turned it around quickly like that, yeah. made it about something else. Yeah. Yeah. So as, as much as it was about winning and being the best and blah, blah, it's like, ah, but hang on a minute, I'm still going to be a rich man because of this. Exactly. So he still came back, though. Exactly. He came, yeah, yeah. yeah, he came back, he got that mm -hmm. win, so it, yeah. was, it was just very, very, very powerful. And that just shows you the power of, of having the mind trained. And he's openly said about how much he trains his mind and, you know, he, he studies all this stuff and that's why it's so important. It just shows you when you get that, that level and you can go through your loss like that and then come back, you know, what, what's possible, mm -hmm. you know. So you definitely believe in obviously training the mind. Yes, yes. Yes, 100%. <laughs> yeah, got to. Obviously, you do, you do a bit of work with Vivian. Mm -hmm, yeah. So you do. Yeah. What all did you do at the, this pathway? We've done, we've done a lot of stuff around values. Yeah. And that was quite, I think that quite, um, was quite an interesting session. Looking at things that, well, what is important? Because sometimes we deem things to be important that we place no value on. And it's not until we do that work that we then go, actually, that's quite important to me. Why am I not? Or you something that you've put a lot of time and effort into, and then when you do values, it comes nowhere near it. And it's like, why am I doing that? And it, when, you're, when things are at odds against your personal sort of beliefs about things, um, that's when you can start to have, um, you know, where you start to maybe doubt yourself or you start to have the feelings of, am I doing the right thing for the right reasons? Yeah. And we've done some timeline stuff, you know, going back to decisions that were made about certain things and changing the learnings from the decisions and removing the emotion from it, taking the learnings, bringing it forward, putting it into the future. Yep. And we've done a lot of sort of creative visualisation as well and the um, telling the story about in the, with the rock salt lamp before the fight in, was it the Ukraine? Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. were saying chilled out, and they were kind of going Andy Young. Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, in in the Ukraine, I had I was fighting for the main event for the world title, and uh, I was in the locker room, um, and everyone else in the locker room uh, was just hitting pads and shouting and yelling and you know growling and all this other stuff, and uh, I was sitting sleeping, um, <laughs> and you know a guy came in, and he was like Andy Young, Andy Young, and I was just like snoozing away, like so I had the whole wake me up. He's like, no, you're you know you're fighting, like, and I was like, yep. <laughs> So, but like, yeah, it's just kind of used to the process there. But yeah. yeah, it was just because again with Vivian talking to her and stuff and going over these therapies, like if just the timeline therapy and, and kind of put myself in the position of visualizing, 
I, you know, I've been through it all in my mind before, so there's no need to be stressing or wasting energy and getting all pumped up before I need to. So I, I took my time, I relaxed, um, a couple of fights away from mine, I sat down, did some breathing, um, again focused, walking out, uh, fighting, winning, having my hands raised, having the belt around my waist, you know, got up, did a bit of a, a warm-up, got my body moving, and then went through the, the motions, walked out, um, fought, beat the guy, yeah, <laughs> and did it, and then, yeah, and it's, it's such an amazing thing, every, you know, going through all that stuff and visualizing it, and then actually having it, it's, it's yeah. such a surreal feeling, you're like, I've seen this happen, and it's happening now, and Congratulations. it's just, Congratulations, that's brilliant, that's brilliant. And I think a lot of that as well, Andy, then means that when it does happen, it's not like, oh, I've just won, I've just won, it's like, it's like right, yep. what's the next thing? Yeah, I think there's always a head nod in there, it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's going to happen, that's, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> so, what next? Yeah, brilliant. and that, again, like, coming back to McGregor, that's something you can see, when he gets these knockouts, he's not, sometimes you see guys get knockouts, and they're running around the keys, and they're jumping and going crazy, and that's because they're like, wow, you know, I've done that, uh, almost so. like they weren't expecting it to happen. McGregor knocks the guy out and he's like, yep. And he walks around calm and cool because he's like, yeah, no, I was going to do that. That's yeah. It. yeah, I was going to happen and, you know, I knew it was. Yeah. No surprise. Fantastic. It's, you know, amazing stuff. Well, I could just say thank you very much to both of you. That was brilliant. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank, thank you so much. Cheers.